This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Time with Elmar Pollard, editor of The Green Times, all the way from the Helderberg. Elmar, before we get into anything more, there's a message that's come through. Someone says, I love whole nut chocolate. No dark chocolate for me. And uh, we're busy talking about uh, just things sweet and tasty and uh, enjoying things. And uh, I didn't know if you possibly do a chocolate. Do you have a favorite flavor? Are you into the dark chocolate? I, for one, am not so much. <laughs> Are you asking me? You know, I've been um, I've been ketogenic for five years. Yes. So I don't have anything with sugar in ever. And and not even a sugar-free chocolate. Or don't doesn't this very <laughs> high percentage of of dark chocolate not contain any sugar, Elma? No, no, there's definitely still sugar in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a nice one. Yes, people tend to think that. No, you've got to check the label, check the ingredients. You can make chocolate with um, xylitol, which which I do and which we do. Yes. But you can't normally buy it like that. It's normally, uh, you know, if they say sugar-free, it's sweetened with other also bad sweeteners. Exactly so that right. doesn't work. Oh, well, I will, we learn something new about each other every week. That's awesome, <laughs> Alma. So, uh, I avoid sugar. I'm robust now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Remember, inflammation starts with sugar. So it's a very good idea now to, to keep away from those. Elmer, when I look at this story that we're discussing this morning, let's raise our voices and demand a just recovery for all. It's that realization that despite what's happening in the world, their government with a lot of money which they have to spend, budgets and work like that. Uh, and the big question is, what are they going to spend it on? Well, I know what you're thinking, but and, and many who think and live in the same space as you, but are they going to respond in the way that they ought to in this regard? Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And that is why there's like a groundswell of Kind of people trying to make their voices heard from the bottom up, as we said last time, we lead from the bottom up. Yeah. So there's a, the G20 a meeting happening, and I discovered that uh, there are uh, exactly 100 G20 meetings happening throughout 2020, which wow. I had no idea about. And every year there's a new host, and this year the host is Saudi Arabia, so obviously most of their meetings will probably be online now. Mm. But basically the, the G20 is the ministers of finance and the top bank managers of the world meeting to discuss how budget would be spent. Mm. You know, what happens in the world is very much determined by how budgets are, are, are going to be spent. So this story is all about the just um, recovery um, after, you know, from COVID-19 and, and how that's going to happen. And, you know, people are saying that COVID-19 has shown us the, the fault lines, you know, it's like, it's like we live in a house and there was an earthquake and now all the cracks are showing. Mm. And now we want those cracks to be, to be fixed, mended in a sustainable, green and just way for all people. And instead of the money going <clears throat> to the fossil fuel industry, really, is what the story is about. Because this comes from 350.org. I don't know if you know 350. No. Okay, 350.org was created some uh, at least 10 years ago. It's been for a long time. Um, And the 350 was the parts per million of greenhouse gases that should not be um, surpassed in our atmosphere. But when they started, it was less than 300 still. And now, of Mm. course, we are way over 400 already. But the organization keeps going. And so now we are all in in the green world fighting to make sure that we don't 
go back to the old normal. You know, everybody wants things to be the way they knew them. Mm. But we've re- this realized that, of course, normal um, delivered COVID-19. So normal, normal was not a healthy thing, which, yes. of course, we've been saying also for a long time. But now this has become more sharply into focus because normal had very deep problems. It was heading straight to, um, to climate change, and world pandemics is part of the climate change scenario that has been predicted and unfolding for a long time. So, so they want people on the ground to, to get together, especially via social media, to say what a just transition or a just, just recovery would be. Wow. What do you want the financial ministers of the world, and of course in this case in your own country, to spend the money on instead of spending it on destructive industries which just make us more and more vulnerable. So we want a more robust and a safer future. And how that's going to happen is a call for everybody to go and think about and to participate. So we've shared some of this um, on our Facebook page. If you look in the story, they give you links to what all the countries are doing, um, what Africa is doing, and what people are saying to get the message out, to get people to say what to do. We, they talk about the Africa VUCA caravan. These are webinars that have, happen every two weeks. Yeah. And people can join that, and then they can post on social media. They can follow our Green Times page also for this and say what you want. There's the art kicks of how you can illustrate what you want. Yeah, it's it's a really important time for us all to be verbal about it, to think about it very carefully, mm. how are we going to create a future that is indeed safe for everyone. Elma, I'm, I'm sure you would know at least or have an idea. I mean, there, there has to be budget. In this day and age, you, it would be an enormous mistake and very short-sighted for any government to not set large sums of money aside for climate uh, and it's all its various peripherals and considerations. Uh, uh, for us here in South Africa, and the majority of us listening this morning, we know we do have international listeners, some are even messaging us this morning, but for those of us who are South Africans in South Africa, I mean, what would you ideally like to see change? What, what is the big thing that you say, if you could have your say, as you've just shared, shared that we can, and, and what you said was immediately accepted and they ran with it, what would it be that you would personally be pushing for in South Africa? I think the top thing is, of course, to stop funding the fossil fuel industry. Mm. I mean, that is the top problem. That means we must transition to to green public transport, for example, because you and I are stuck with using bad cars, so to speak. The transport thing is a a very important thing. And, and of course, the energy thing. So we need to get off the fossil energies for traveling and for for running our homes. Mm. Um, And the problem is we've got very robust climate policy in South Africa, but at the same time, the government is also, you know, building new coal-fired, you know, getting new coal-fired stations up and running, and it's been disastrous, and contemplating more nuclear again, which is not green at all. So there's some paradoxes happening. We've got some good policies, and then we're doing some things that are, directly opposing those policies. So it feels to me that somebody must pull it all together and align it all with a vision of a healthy future. And so it's a lovely time for us to to each compile our own Mm. vision 
and see what that would be. Of course, of course, to address um, the inequalities and the po- and poverty is absolutely essential, if not the very top of the list, because we have to make people less vulnerable. We have to be robust and educated and, and off the fossil um, mm. goods so that we can have a better shot at the future. Elmer, we know that you've said, and you started this conversation saying this, and we also spoke about it last week, where we can have influence from the bottom. But when the people at the top were making the decisions, just like you've just said, even here in South Africa, who do they consult with? I mean, is there a forum of people? Is there a collection that they count on that they consult with before making these decisions? Well, yeah, government has their advisors. But the point is that you and I and anybody who's really passionate about it and and, and and confident enough must also get themselves there. Yeah. You know, find out who these people are at least on your local level. Get talking to your to your councillor. Start finding out about how things are going to happen. There is also a place where you can have impact. You know, you can make changes in your immediate environment. As you know, that we are busy with here where I live as well. So locally, of course, how you do things in your home, how you do things in your immediate neighbourhood and then getting involved in the local politics so that you can be verbal, so that you can bring the education to where it isn't, because it's all really about education. Mm. You know, I really don't believe that people intentionally take that decision. I think people are just not informed enough. So if you know things, to not play small, (laughs) to stand up and realize like now, especially if you want a future for your children, you better get involved. I'm a pilot. We're grateful that you help us here at the bottom. And uh, even where you are slightly up above us, that you put your hand down and pull us up alongside you and you help us every single Wednesday. And to everybody who's listening this morning, we do have a voice. Don't say it. Don't worry. Alma will deal with it. Or don't worry. I mean, if even I say anything, what difference is it going to make anyway? You do have a voice. You can make a difference, particularly when we stand together. Alma Pollard, thank you very much for your time this morning. Blessings. Have an awesome day. And you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.